Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston Proper, you are Live from the Path. To live from the path, coming from the uh, Pathway Studios here in Justin Proper. Yeah, everybody's here. No, no, everybody's not. Dan's not here. Everybody's nope. missing. Yeah, Dan's out. Hey, uh, Booba's not going to make it. Yeah, Booba. He made it sound like he's going to make it, but I don't think he's going to make it. Um, I, that disappoints me all around. Yeah. Hey, Nathaniel, test your microphone real quick. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, now you're good. Okay. All right. Hey, so uh, here's the, here's what happened. We, we got to the show. I got to the show late. Everyone else was on time. I got here late. Uh, and then, uh, rightly, the, the fellows chastised me. Because part of the reason for being late is I didn't handle my business correctly in my, at my house. And so uh, we, we didn't spend a lot of time on that. And it was good for, for me and, and wise counsel for me. Uh, now, you do not get to be privy to that because that's not your business. Uh, but that does mean we're probably going to run a shorter show here. We may just do uh, some advice stuff and then let you go on your way. So you get the short... Uh, uh, life in the past shortcut. We're gonna call it shortcuts. Shortcuts on the path. Yeah, yeah. And I have some Pope style advice. What? The, I was not prepared for yeah, that. I'm ready. Okay. So should we just should we do that first? No. We're gonna talk about Nathaniel Sparta. Oh, that's right. Nathaniel, tell us about uh, tell us about the Sparta. No. Wait. Hold on a minute. Talk into your microphone again. Hello. Why can't? I feel like it's not working. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, you're good. Sorry. You silly Billy. Yeah, I got this straight. It's it's not labeled right. Okay, you're good to go. Sorry. Uh huh. Yeah, I, uh, Booba's in the in the in the in the group chat with me and my family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> you see you. Post that today. He said, "My wife just called me the wish version of Luke Combs." <laughs> uh, now, Luke Combs isn't that the guy that on on all the Casey's? No, that's Lee Bryce. I don't like him. He's not. That's not done him any favors. There's a massive marketing campaign here in the Midwest for a gas station called Casey's, and one of the things you can win is Lee Bryce will play a concert at your hometown. Uh, no matter big or small, right? Because Casey's is in every small town. I'm unfamiliar with his work. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, as well. I, I can't say I know any tunes by him, but I'll tell you this. I know exactly what the man looks like because they plastered him on every door and every cup and everything they own. And frankly, I'm just tired of looking at Lee Bryce. In fact, every time I go up to the counter to buy something, his, his, his cutout is on the front door, and I think it's a dude approaching me from the right. Oh, yeah. And so I catch him out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, who is this guy, like, trying to cut to the front of the line? It's Lee Bryce. Lee Bryce. Holding the guitar, hanging, hanging out on the, on the front door of the Casey's. And I, I wish it would stop. I wish someone would win this, uh, this concert already so I could stop looking at him and, and move on to something else. It drives me nuts. That's why I've switched to the Quickstar, so I don't have to look at him. You don't have to deal with it. I do like Quickstar. Quickstar's bomb, yeah. Except they suckered me in because when Quickstar opened a gas station, they sold their cinnamon rolls at half price. But they didn't say they were half price. So I thought that was the constant price of the cinnamon rolls. And then I went back to get some, and the price had doubled. So the problem is, if you don't tell people that it's half price, then I think that you're trying to scour me later by doubling the price. And I was really upset with Quickstar for like three months. I didn't, even, I didn't go oh, there. Okay, so you thought you, you didn't know you'd gotten a sweet deal to begin with. You thought you got a regular deal. And so now it looks like they're, they're scourging you. Yeah, that's right. They're giving me the swindle. Okay, and so that was, that was the end of my relationship with the cinnamon rolls at Quickstar. Now just on principle, uh, I can't shop. Can't there. do it. I, yeah. see, I see that. Okay, so, so in general, Nathaniel's life is in shambles. Yeah. He can't do anything right. Yeah, and so he. I'm the worst. So he's doing the Sparta. I'm doing the Sparta. Okay, so tell, tell us about the, the Sparta. 30 day man up challenge. Well, now hold on, because I I did a search for this because yeah. uh, you had mentioned it last week, and uh, I can't find it anywhere. You make it up? Yeah, we made it up. Oh, well, no wonder I scoured the internet for like 20 minutes, and Nathaniel. No, that's silly, Mike. This smells like Christian cheese. Okay, go ahead, Nathaniel. Okay, the Sparta. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, okay, it's okay. me and and three other dudes from Bible college. If uh, if Christian cheese can't be made from that. <laughs> I don't know where else it comes from. <laughs> okay, so what is it? Uh, so we were sitting around thinking about what, you know, what kind of habits a fella would have that we would want to have uh, 
if we were that fella. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fictional fella that's better than you. Got it. Exactly. And uh, what, what sort of things he would do every single day that we would want to do every single day. And so uh, we came up with this 30-day challenge where you, we, we would have six things that we would have to do every day, and if we didn't do one of them, uh, we would have to pay the other guy 100 bucks. There's a Franklin in it. There's a Franklin. Which seems pretty steep. Pretty for, steep. Of a penalty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's not, it, it's not just like 100 bucks if you screw up on, on, on any of them that day. It's 100 bucks per one. So in any given day, you could lose $600. Ooh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what are, what are the elements of the Sparta? So the elements of the Sparta, let me uh, pull it up here just How, so I don't forget anything. Okay. Even though I've been doing it for a week. Are you searching on the internet? Because it can't be found there. No. We made a spreadsheet that uh, we all share. That's uh-huh. epic nerd. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is kind of nerdy. Okay. So uh, it's uh, an a- Sparta is an acronym yep. for scripture, prayer, activity, uh, like working out and stuff. Um, reading 10 pages of a book that's like uh, for your own personal development or Christian development. I'm reading the book uh, Conform to His Image by Ken Boa currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, tracking, and that's like uh, tracking nutritionally what you're eating. And then attentiveness to your wife. And that's Sparta. I f- okay, uh, run through them real quick again. Uh, scripture. Scripture, got it. Reading the Bible. Okay, wait, but and do you have, is there any particular amount you have to read, or you no, just got to read something? just got to read something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, prayer. Same thing. You you have to do, have to speak in some some prayer. It doesn't matter yeah. when, how long. Blah, blah, blah. This week, I uh, from the show last week when when Mike was saying that uh, his wife uh, opens the day with a prayer and closes the day with an amen. I thought to myself, hot dang, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm gonna try that out this week for the for the prayer portion, and it went great. Yeah, cool. I loved it. Okay. Uh, reading ten pages. Like I said, it's just uh, you know something to kind of develop your mind because uh, I, I think I read a statistic a while back that like it's, it's a really high number and I don't remember what it is but I'm going to say 80 80% of people after they graduate from uh, whatever learning education that they do whether that's high school or college don't ever read a book ever again that seems super high Yeah, I don't know if I finished a book since maybe I have oh yeah I did okay I read Fresh Wind Fresh Fire uh, I finished that book. Most books I get, I get halfway done and I give up on them. Yeah. But if you read 10 pages of uh, a book every day, uh, you can finish that book in a month uh, if it's 300 pages. So yeah, okay. you could read a 300-page book in a month and All just right. finish 12 a year. All right. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I'm with you so far. Yeah. Uh, tracking your nutrition. I have a, a big oh, problem. Oh, you skipped the A. Oh, I did? The activity, activity, right? So working out, you know, keeping your your, your body fresh, healthy, and no, and, and there's no design there. Like you can run, you can lift the you can lift the heavies. Yeah, I one of us is uh, doing a, a, a pull ups every day. Uh, one guy he uh, was out paddle boating uh, the other day, and with kind of that, you know, he was doing it for like forty five minutes an hour or something like that. So I figured, you know. Getting something in. Yeah, that counts. Uh, yeah, I'm lifting weights uh, most days. So, so it just has to basically it has to be something intentional, right? Uh, recognizing that there might be flexibility within the confines of any individual's life, right? Okay, I'm with you. Um, tracking uh, nutrition, just so uh, you're you're kind of this also there the so the app that we're using does set a limit on how many uh, calories you're supposed to eat in a day, but we didn't actually set the like hundred dollar fine. To if you go over that, just if as long as you're tracking what what is in your uh, what you're taking in each day, and this is in an, an attempt to get rid of like some some like some fast foods or some soda, or do we care about any of that, or just you need to be paying attention to what yeah, you're just eating. paying attention to what you're what you're eating. So like one of the things that I've been thinking about, like the true like root of. Uh, my, my, I have a, uh, what you'd like to call an overeating problem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that the, I was thinking about it this week and what the true root is, I think is something that we've been talking about at church and that's where you find your joy at. And so like it comes down to, am I trying to find joy in the endorphins that I'm going to receive when I eat? Uh, a big old donut from the Quick Star, or am I am I seeking joy in 
the Lord. I don't want to diminish the joy of the Lord, but endorphins are delicious. They are. They are. Is that what they put in the donuts that gets me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes it addictive. Boy, that's rough. So, hey, Mike, those are in those cinnamon rolls you got content. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. They're it's full like, of endorphins. I, look, my wife and I talk about this all the time because, like, we celebrate everything with food, and that's legit biblical. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, the Bible throws down on the same thing. We're just looking at, like, a, like the out, outturn of modern society and the way that food is made. Uh, it's, it's just not, it's not the same diet, say, the Hebrews were taken in at the Feast of Booze. Yeah. Right? Like, they're celebrating with a goat, and, like, they have some bread or whatever. Not a big deal. But like our bread seems to have some some different connotations to it and cause people a little bit more of a roast. And so uh, that tracking thing is really interesting because uh, uh, do you think it makes a difference on like uh, what does someone always tell me? Like if you were to buy like grow your own heritage wheat, then you wouldn't have near the gluten problems that you would with like modern bread. I've heard that before. I don't know how true it is, but I've heard that. Is that true, Ben? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, with uh, einkorn. Um, is a wheat that like you, people can order um, and you can use to bake, and it doesn't have the same gluten problems. And that, it, I think that's a heritage wheat. But it, but it behaves the same as as regular bread does. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think there's some you know there's there's differences between that and spelt and all kinds of different stuff. But like I think it's you know reasonably close. Like you can move it normal baking with it. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, tracking. Got it. What what app do you use to do the tracking? It's an app called Lose It. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm considering doing the Sparta thing. It sounds awesome to me. You should. You should get on it. We, uh, we'll put you in the spreadsheet. I don't know if I want to be on your nerd, your nerd ball. How are you supposed to uh, lose $100 then? I don't, that's the thing. Is I don't want to lose $100. Well, then you better, you better do it. Maybe I shouldn't do it at all. I don't like the threat of losing $100. Yeah, I mean, I, that's one thing I was thinking about this, uh, well, this morning, because Ben and I brought it up, and uh, he brought up, is, you know, is that all it takes for me to lose some coin to, uh, to you know, read my Bible? Is it, should it come down to me, you know, want, not wanting to lose a Franklin over it? Do you yeah. think, or are you saying the stakes should be higher, like if you don't... If you don't do it, it just you should gives, get a tattoo of everybody who was getting it right on your left butt cheek. No, I just think it gives like a a, a real. It's tangible. Yeah, it's tangible, and it it makes it immediate. Well, where I, yeah. if I I eat crappy for a month and I don't read the Bible for a month and I don't pray for a month, then at the end of the month I'm going to feel like Garbo, right? And and say, well, how did I get like this? Yeah, it's it's like when you're buying uh, when you go to buy a house and they're like. Uh, you know, you, you borrow 150 grand or something. They're like, here's the percentage points and blah. You're like, I don't care. This is all fictional money to me. Like now, if you try to take 20 bucks out of my wallet, I'd be like, hold on there. I need to hold yeah. on to that 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I got plans for that. I'm gonna buy at least one soda and blah, blah, blah. But like, as soon as it gets over to say $800, I'm like, I don't know. This is all just weird money to me. <laughs> like it's, it's all on paper. It's not really tangible to me. I don't really see it leaving my wallet or anything. And so like it is, it's trying to bring a loftier goal down to something that you can make sense of. And the hundo is like, these are all the habits that you wanted to do anyway, but like you miss the gains of, and this is true of, of almost all the spiritual disciplines, right? It's like, you don't actually get the benefit of it without the discipline actually coming to fruition. Right. And so like people be like, I'm gonna get on a prayer journey or something. And they're like, I'm going to pray for a month. If you did it for a week, you will see probably zero gains from this. It's not enough change in your life to, to, to make it be what it's supposed to be. And, but if, like, if you just stuck it out the whole month, I think you would actually see a difference. You know? And so like, sometimes you've got to bring these lofty goals down to something tangible and maybe put a little bit of money on it because you know, look, I'll notice that leaving this house. And i got to explain to my wife why I lost a hundo. Exactly. And that's a big problem, <laughs> especially to that, that no good friend of mine who she doesn't like anyway. She's like, you gave $100 to Jeff? I don't like Jeff. One and two. That's a hundred bucks. Jeff don't need no hundo. I'm just saying a, a tattoo of Jeff on your left buttock. If you be, had to do his face, giving a thumbs up like Fonzie style, that would be real dissuasive. Because yeah, you'd have to explain that to your wife. Yeah, so you'd have to see that, and you'd be like, "I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't do the push-ups today." Yeah, you gotta look at Jeff. <laughs> Why are there three Jeffs on your buttock? <laughs> I skipped most of last week. <laughs> All right, so we ended on tracking. Now we got one more. Uh, tentative. Uh, t- 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 uh, I wish I could talk. Attentiveness to your wife. Now, does the do the dudes involved have to say in what way they were attentive with their wife that day? No, but I think we should because it, it feels like the most floppy of the goals. 
Uh, yeah, because some dude's like, my wife said hi to me, and I made sure I turned around and said, hello. Yeah. yeah. I said, woman, you got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I've been trying to shoot, shoot, shoot my wife some texts from work, say, hey, how's it going? What's up? Blah, blah, blah. You know, stuff that, that might make her feel like I, uh, I care about what's going on. Yeah, it's carving out specific time without, again, sp- being uh, clear about exactly what it has to be, but like dedicated attention. You have my attention right now. I'm thinking of you, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and actually I think that that, uh, that is worth a lot. And, and a lot of fellas, um, I think they do, they compartmentalize. Um, so, so when it's work time, it's work time, you know, and, and, and sometimes your wife really does want to know that you thought about her during the day in some capacity. Right, and you don't just walk back in the door at home and go, "All right, now the reality of this place has hits me. Now I got to take everything in." Right, and so to know that, like, uh, you know, that, that you thought about her in a, in, in a good way, or just uh, you know, you saw something that reminded you of her, um, I think that really does mean a lot, and uh, that's that that's a pretty cool thing to add on to the end. I think that that pays for itself in spades because it's actually stuff that you do anyway. You just never thought about firing a text out about it. And, uh, and so she's missing out on all this, this time where you've actually had been thinking about her and she didn't even know. And I, I think it would mean a lot to her. So I think that's pretty cool. All right. So, 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 so far, uh, how long have you been doing it? We started last Monday. So one week now, one weekend, anybody owed a hundred yet? Nope. Oh, one guy, he actually, uh, he went to on a retreat or something like that, a camping trip to the, uh, uh out in the woods where he didn't have any service on his phone. And so uh, he, but he brought a, uh, a a notepad with him so that he could write down everything that he ate. I said, "That's commitment." Yeah. Did he also write his wife a letter? He doesn't have a wife. Oh well, what that's that? cheap. Yeah. Who does he? Who <laughs> yeah, is he? He gets a free to? one. Uh, I think uh, the stipulations were for him were uh, to have some sort of uh, intentional conversation or, or whatever with with somebody uh, during the day that, and not just. Uh, live his life unintentionally. So this is going to shame me slightly is because last week we were in here and we were talking about prayer stuff and whatever. And I turned around and I saw the driven 11 poster on the wall and we had driven 11 in. He was in here with, uh, with Egypt, uh, like, Oh, I don't know. A couple years now, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, he had like this 30 day, uh, you know, refresh your life kind of stuff with, with like prayer and, and interacting with other people and stuff. And I thought, you know what? I I should at least get started. I could do something. I I feel a little stale. And so the first day was uh, audibly, uh, you know, pray out loud and say, tell God, you know, thanks for five things in your life, you know. And it turns out I pray super generically. And so I ran out at like three. And I'm like, oh, man, maybe I should split my family up into like each individual. <laughs> See if I can get myself down there. And I thought, okay, this is convicting already. And I haven't even got past the first bullet point. The second bullet point was compliment three people today for some reason. And so I thought I can do this. And man, it was a struggle because it all felt real phony, you know, like I, I thought I, I, the, what was I going to, uh, like uh, the, the gal at the gas station, you know, and you know, she rung me up and whatever, it was fine. I said, thank you. And I thought I should compliment her. I'm like, on what? Thanks for ringing my stuff up. You do a great job at ringing things up. I mean, that seems terrible, you know? And so like, I could only run into people where they were just doing their job or like they were doing it nicely. You know, there's people that are jerks about it, and, but they weren't, but I said, thank you. And I was polite. But I couldn't come up with any way to compliment somebody that didn't seem super contrived or real creepy like, you know? You ever think about that? If you had to comp, you have to compliment three people in a day. I, I just, I don't know. It's super hard to do. Uh, you just pull out of nowhere and be like, I mean, even if it was one of your kids, you know? Be- it's because you're mistrustful about it. It feels like you have an ulterior motive. Like, hey, man, you really, you did a really great job ringing that stuff up. Like, I'd be real cautious, but like, what do you want? Yeah. Why are you trying to butter me up for what? Yeah, why are you saying that stuff to me yeah. right now? You pay full price on Lotto, man. Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to the do. The Almond Joys are going to be a buck forty nine. Ain't nothing I'm going to do about it. Yeah. Trying to push me? You open up a gas station? I know. I feel like we've been uh, scared or shamed or something away from being able to feel like you could give compliments to someone. Like, because what would be a more genuine compliment would be something... Like talking to to the person that rings up your stuff and go, you know, uh, thank you, and uh, I just want to tell you that you really had a, um, a a nice smile. It made me happy to see you smiling. Like that would be a nice compliment to get because it's not so banal as "Hey, thanks for scanning my groceries," but like it also would make you like, "Why is that guy talking to me that way?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would. It would just feel weird because I got to go in there the next day 
And I just told Keith that I like his smile. <laughs> and Keith is like, there's that one creepo that was talking to me about my yes. smile. I like the and way let's say it's not Keith. Let's say it's Sarah. And I say, Sarah, you got a nice smile. And I was like, great. Now I got this dude hitting on me all the time. Ah, yeah, see, it's, we've ruined it for ourselves. Like, you should be able to look at a grown man and say, you know, I like the way your beard turns up when you give a grin. <laughs> yeah. Gerald. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like what you do with the Hulk Hogan's you got going on yeah. the side here. You Actually, know? Uh, there was a, uh, I think someone, my, my father-in-law told a story. It said, like, uh, twice in the last week, somebody complimented his beard. Like, the, uh, the pest control guy came by trying to solicit business. He's walking door to door. He's like, by the way, man, that's a great beard. Like, I mean, I think he's got a nice beard, but I, I just not occurred to me to say anything. And but but like, is is it, do you think you think people are actually offended at those types of things, or we've just been given the impression by how often you see people jazzed up online that uh, that people get all jacked up about it when you make a compliment? I don't think they're actually offended by it. In fact, I think it's one of those things that stick with you. You know, like at some point, someone said, uh, you know, it, it's just like when some somebody says something negative about you. Um, for people who have decided to, to cross a line and speak into your life, positive or negative, that stuff, especially if it's out of blue, seems to stick with you, right? Like if at some point someone said, hey, man, you got nice forearms when I was like, say, 22 or something. For the rest of my days, I would think at least my forearm thing. Yeah, at least these are holding tight. Yeah. Everything else is in shambles. Yeah, that, I, remember, I remember that one gal said something about it and like, uh-huh. man, that was nice. And then you know, you're like, these, but now the same thing would go is like if somebody was looking at you. When you're 17 and goes, man, I think one of your ears is slightly bigger than the other. And every time you look in the mirror, yeah. you go, dang. You never let it go. Man, maybe one of them is bigger. I don't know. These sunglasses don't fit right. It's just, <laughs> you know, you'd be certain that it's the deal. And so, like, uh, I, I think that it carries a lot of weight when complete strangers will say something, um, especially if it's unexpected. And so it really could do a whole lot of good in the world. Uh, we're just scared to death of it. Yeah. And it's finding something to compliment. It was like that gal, we, uh, we were talking about advice there um, a couple, three, four shows ago where someone was offended because they're, you know, a stranger would come up and say, you know, your daughter's a real, oh, yeah. Yeah. real man killer or whatever, and she's like four. And like to compliment past what somebody looks like, you actually have to know them. And so does the interaction I have when someone like scans my food or, you know, runs the crosswalk at school, you know, do you, do you hang your head out the window and go, Man, I really appreciate all the work that you put into these kids. You're doing a great job. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good crosswalking. That's a good compliment, right? And and you saw an action and you you remarked on it, you know? But, like, if you put that in the context of somebody's job, like, boy, I mean, you rung up that Almond Joy in under 20 seconds. That's really something. Yeah. Uh, that seems weird and contrived, you know? And so trying to find a time to give a genuine compliment, uh, I don't know. I, it was really difficult for me. I, 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 overall, I failed at it. I gave out zero compliments that day. Okay, yeah, that seems like a, like a personal problem. Yeah, you couldn't conjure up one. They all seemed phony to me. Okay. You don't have any like work or anything that. Yeah, so like a guy I've been working with for like eight years now, uh, and then all of a sudden I go. Man, you really rocked that torque wrench, dude. <laughs> you know know, like, hey, you know, Dale, you're a good catch on that on, on yeah. that thing of a body. I really enjoy working with you. Yeah, but that's not Dale. really a compliment. That's just me seeing what happened. Like, good catch on finding that thing. I mean, nobody could say something to him. If I was going to turn around and say something like, you're always really good at troubleshooting. That's That's awesome. You know? That's a compliment. Yeah, you can't say that to Dale. Yeah, that feels weird. Yeah, Why? you fill out that bodysuit like nobody's business, Dale. Yeah, Dale I think feel you should unbutton himself. one more button and really let the Italian meat out. You know, I, <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't decide whether it's just a personality flaw in me or like it's just really socially awkward. I think, I think it's both. I think there's a personality flaw in you that creates it to be socially awkward when it's not really. It feels awkward. Like, I, so I was at a. Um, I was at a open like a outdoor church service this weekend, uh, and like in the in the town that I live in, they had like a community church service. So all the churches got together and said, "Look, everybody's going to the park." That's cool. Yeah. So it's eight churches. Everybody's supposed to show up to the park, and so we went to this thing, um, and uh, the, the community during the community or during the event, like all. Eight pastors got up and said something. Like one guy gave the message, one guy gave uh, what it was kind of a benediction. Someone gave the announcements, and like they talked about this uh, ministerial uh, association. Basically, all the pastors of the town meet and then they help to pray and, and meet needs and stuff. I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I thought I'd go to. I, I should. I said I should see if I can. They'll let me do that. Who knows? Like I'm a house church. I I don't know whether people would do it or not. And since like we ro- we rotate houses and stuff, and so like. 
Mike, we do it at Mike's house. Yeah. And so it's not really, or Nathaniel's house, it's not really like a, a Prairie City church. It's not, my, it's not my town. But I thought, whatever, I'll ask him. But like, uh, it, felt, it felt me like trying to talk to the guys in the band. Like, it felt real weird. Like, my wife kept going, hey, you just, you can go talk to that guy? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for the right time. Of course, everyone's talking to these guys. Yeah. They're, they're pastors. And uh, it felt really odd for me to go up and start having a conversation with one of these dudes. But it wasn't. So it wasn't really odd. I just thought it was odd. And so it, that's a personality problem. My wife could, wouldn't have the same issue doing that. And so it is a personality uh, barrier that you have. But the Lord is going to relieve you of that. And you can start handing out compliments freely. So I'm going to try to get in tomorrow then, I guess. Yeah, you get back in on it. Yeah. Three compliments in a day. That's not what, I mean, you can knock that out in an hour. Send, look, it just uh, do one in your family, do one as a text message to a friend, and then do one to someone that you run into during the day. So it's just like one in each, in, in each of those arenas. Okay, that seems easier. Yeah, that's, what, right. that's what I would do. Add that on the, add that on the end, Spartak. We'll put a compliment on the end there. Yeah. And it, I want to see how it all else 30 is. days you have to compliment somebody three times? It was just one day. It was just day oh, one. Okay. I didn't even get past one day One day of the challenge. Well, shoot. That's well, a- <laughs> <laughs> shoot, sir. Yeah, it, it didn't go very well for me. And frankly, now the more I think about it, because I let it go after day one, I didn't think about it all week. And now that I've come up back, back around to it, I'm like, this is embarrassing. See, but if you had a hundy on it, you think yeah. we would have got it done? Yeah. Yeah, for a hundred bones, you would say something about, you know, your bone structure, Philip. <laughs> yeah, I'd start flying them out to everybody. Yeah, yeah, sends me to the moon. Uh, <laughs> did you have, uh, can we get, uh, Mike, uh, can you, I want you to add, uh, see if you can get uh, get it up to Spartacus. Nathaniel's on Sparta. See if you can come up with enough stuff to get us to Spartacus. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm on it. Okay. Uh, all, all right, so we're going to compliments. Nathaniel, what's the, would you say, 30 days? 30 days, yeah. Now, it, like, do you feel like this is something you, like you would advise someone if they could do it permanently, should, or is this really just meant to jumpstart a number of things? So I read a book a while ago. I can't remember if it's Power Habit or um, Atomic Habits or Miracle Morning. I don't remember which one. But one of them said that it takes 30 days to create a habit. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Did you read two books with the word habit in it? Yeah. Okay, got it. I'm were they? Wait, 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 were they? About it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, none of them seem to have the impact that you're looking for. Yeah. Go well. I, I mean, I'll go for like you know, thirty to ninety days. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, then I fall off. I don't know what happens. Oh, I, I, I think if I, if I could, could figure out what happens to be right around eighty, ninety days, uh, where I fall off the bandwagon, and then uh, it takes me another. Uh, thirty to sixty days to get back on. Yeah, uh, that I would uh, have the key to my situation. However, I don't. Well, right, because like uh, it kind of implies to say, hey, if it takes thirty days to start a habit, and you can do thirty to ninety, but it doesn't stick, that can't be the only fly in the sauce. Yeah, somehow, somehow, it's got to be going on in me, there. Ben? I don't know. Maybe you have personal, you have personal problems. Is it related to your hygiene? No, I don't think. Do you ever so. look in the mirror and go, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm trying to sh- I'm trying to polish a sausage here. Sometimes like, I mean sometimes. Like the, the other day, my wife told me my teeth were bad, and uh, it hurt my feelings. And I thought to myself, "What's the point of even trying?" Anything? I know. Actually, it's, it happens to me every once in a while. We we, we were out uh, doing construction work, like we were putting on a deck and then installing a uh, a sliding glass door. Cut the you know cut the hole in the house and everything. Look good. And uh, we're about halfway through, and my wife goes, "Hey, your breath stinks." <laughs> And I'm like, and I was immediately put 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 it back because I thought like, do you want me to go do something about this right now? Like we're kind of in the middle of doing something, but and so she's like, oh, not necessarily. I said, well, then I have to live with the thought that at any moment I'm probably stinking my wife out with breathing. Yeah. I said, you put someone in an awkward conversation. Like you can't throw a bomb like that out and expect someone not to have, I don't know, feel embarrassment about it. Sure. Okay. Talk about sure. stink breath. Who uh, say the Nathaniel doesn't have good teeth? His wife mentioned it. Oh. Yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you. <laughs> she even, uh, she, we went to the dentist, and she mentioned to the, she said, hey, well, how, much the, how much of the whitening, whitening treatments? She was trying to get the dentist to, to get, <laughs> give him the hookup. Well, that's rough. Yeah, she told me to cut down on the coffee. I was like, I'm not doing that. I got to stay awake. <laughs> that's I'm true. Up now you banded together with the dentist. Now you're both after me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And, and plus, you knew that's unfair because she knew that the dentist would agree with them. Oh, yeah, we can do some work here. <laughs> exactly. The dentist will never turn down work. Yeah. That's a fact. Uh, okay. Okay. So, Sparta, uh, maybe, maybe I'm kind of interested to see where this, uh, if anybody ends up owing a hundred. Because, like, if you have 100% success over a month period, over, would you say, four guys? Yeah. That's quite the deal. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I feel like that'll, that'll tune some lives around. Get you pointed in the right direction. Yeah, Spartacus. We've got to add the CUF. The C is definitely going to be compliments. Compliments. Yeah. You. Underwear. Change it. <laughs> get, get, get some new. <laughs> S. Sing a little ditty. No. Sing, sing a full song. <laughs> Every day sing a full song? Yeah, some of them, but the, those were the days. <laughs> By Mary somebody. <laughs> that was one of, the, uh, uh, one of the guy's goals. Uh, it wasn't on the sheet because not all of us play guitar, but... He uh, he does play guitar, and but he hasn't in a while, and so one of his goals was to at least every day pick it up, and do something with it. Mm. I see. I always struggle with this stuff like that. All the things in the Sparta, especially, don't seem like they are that big of a deal. But if you were to add one more thing to it, I feel like just as the day to day happens, something would come up. I'm like, I, I'm gonna have to yeah. cut one of these. You know. Like, if you make it too overbearing, it takes up all your time, and then you can't, you know, you can't, you can't pull off what your regular life. I mean, you still, have, you still have kids to play with, a job to do, you know, regular stuff that you need to get done. And those take up varying amounts of time, depending on the day, you know? That's true. So, I, I, I think that's Sparta where Sparta, no Spartacus. I mean, there was yeah. even a couple of days this week where I went over to my parents' house, and I'm like, freaking, I gotta go over to my parents' house and hang out with them? I've got all this Sparta to do. Yeah. I can't uh, be I thought, dealing with you other people right now. <laughs> exactly. And I thought this is really the opposite of everything that, that uh, you know, Sparta is hopefully getting you towards. Like, uh, you know, being around other people and, and things like that and, and control. I, I don't know. I got them all done. I just stayed up later. I suppose the truth of the matter is, is that you, the the goal is to try to, uh, get your worship tuned in the right place. And if you're not careful, you could end up worshiping one of the Spartas, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, at all costs, this ten, these 10 pages have to be read, <laughs> you know? And so there's nothing to say that you can't have a con- concerted effort and a concentrated focus for 30 days. I think that makes sense. Um, but if you were to say, this is my life, this is how I live every day, um, I think you, you probably need a little bit more flexibility than that in your days, you know? At some at some point, like if someone ends up in the hospital and you go sit by their bedside, you can't be mad at them that you missed your t- your your ten pages. Yeah, you know, bring a book with you. Yeah, that's 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 not the way to live. You know, <laughs> try to get your jogging in in the waiting room, acting like a fool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll, we'll check in this uh, over the next few weeks and we'll see how it's going. Sounds good. Part it is. All right. Uh, hey, look, is the Pope here or what? Yeah. Yeah. Tell I, a Pope story. Yeah. Maybe maybe I got a. I, I'm just thinking about this based on some of the conversations we were having before the show started. And like, what is the biblical example or the appropriate amount of time to wait after God speaks? Like, like I, I was trying to think of examples where God shows up and tells somebody something and he almost, I can't, I couldn't think of a time where he said, uh, except for Pentecost <laughs> where he said, just wait the Holy Spirit is coming. Yeah. But that was a specific direction to wait. But normally when he says, get out of Sodom and Gomorrah right now. And like, if you hang around any longer, you're going to get torched. Right. Or when he says, uh, look, you guys are leaving the Garden of Eden. It happened right now. Or build the boat. Build the boat. Uh, I will give you as much time as it takes to build the boat. <laughs> you know, but that's the time frame. Get started on the boat right now. You know, and so I was, I was just thinking that we were... We were just discussing like some of the stuff in our own lives and some and some folks that we know that like, um, you know, it's such an amazing thing to watch God show up, especially if you feel like God has told you something or revealed something to you. And like any amount of of sitting on it, it it's almost offensive to other people who don't get such a direct conversation with God, you mm-hmm. know. Or where God has not shown up and, and, and shown them something amazing, you know, with a, a specific purpose. God said, I have a specific purpose and a specific task for you, and um, I want you to do it. And we were just talking about, like, people's reaction. And this is true when you're reading the Bible, too, right? Like, when you come across something yeah. that you go, this applies to me, and then you think, I'm going to implement this. 
you know, in some kind of organized fashion or, or, or even, yeah, or, or like go through a program or something. And it, it boggles my mind because I'm as guilty of this as the next guy where, I mean, God said something. That's not enough for you to go like, that's it. We're done. Right? Like if God revealed to you, like just on the drive home tonight that says, I have ministry for you in Kansas. Like you don't go home and like sleep on it and mill about for like six days and go, I don't know. You know, you go home and go, we better start Googling houses in Kansas. Yeah, we got to go like to Kansas. We got, we got to get moving on this thing. You know, like, like God showed up with a certain amount of, if I wouldn't say that an audible message from God or like a set of circumstances that you just cannot explain away without God's hand, you know, I wouldn't say that's a very common occurrence um, amongst a lot of churchgoers, put it that way. So the fact that something like that has happened to you I, I just don't know that there's any biblical backing for, like, taking a stroll on it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of, outside of, like, the, you're right, the the call to wait. Now, I would say that, like, obviously, I think you can test the work of the Holy Spirit. You can have other people pray on it. You don't, you don't have yeah. to fire on all guns right now. You know, I, I guess that's not what I'm getting at. I guess I'm I'm just trying to weigh in my head, like, am I taking... God's word, whether it be it's spoken to me or, uh, you know, I've read it in his word or someone has preached it and like something clicks in your head and the Holy Spirit shows up and go, yeah, Mike, that's you. Like, what am I waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. Like if our reaction to hearing something is, hey, that's for me, but not today, that's probably not right. Yeah. Be, and, and it's because, and, and like we've talked about this a little bit before that like, uh, one thing that we tend to worship, um, especially in our society, is a certain level of efficiency, right? Like, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit taps you on the shoulder and goes, I, you know, someone needs to check up on Ron. And you're like, I was just in town. Like, I drove 20 minutes. I'm not in town anymore and right by my house. And, like, this is a barrier for me. Uh, it's not a barrier to God at all. He cares. I, I just haven't seen him care about efficiency at all. Like, on your way, do this. Uh, except for making disciples, but so, but like, I suppose <laughs> I, some of the things is it, is it the most, even if you look at some of the, the travels of say Abraham, uh, as he moved about to and, and closer to the promised land and then, and, and Paul's missionary journeys, like if you watch him map it out, uh, it's not efficient in any, in any capacity. Right. And so like he leaves somewhere and then he goes again and they're like, go back over to here. And then maybe you're going to trek you know, six towns over and like, it's a big zigzag weird pattern. And, and we're like, that's not efficient at all. Why don't we just do a circle or like a horseshoe? God, didn't you think about that? Like we plan the whole thing out that like, this is how it's going to work. This is how we use our gas to our most economical sense. This is how we ration the food. And like, uh, God is provider and says, I want you to do this thing. And like, we struggle with the blind. Okay. That's all I needed to know. The only thing I needed to know was God wanted me to do X. Uh, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, the planning, the falls on the way there, like halfway there, all of a sudden your wagon breaks down or your car runs out of gas or, you know, you, so you had identity theft and all your money got stolen and we'll go, well, man, I got to get this identity theft thing straightened out before I go, you know, to this, this thing that God has asked me to do. And like, that's where we tend to get hung up on is the efficiency of it or the propriety of it. And God's like, I told you to go to Tanzania. And, uh, I knew you were going to get identity thefted. Uh, keep rolling. I'll straighten this out. You know, you still got to call a couple guys and maybe alert the authorities, but whatever you see, st- you head on to Tanzania, you know? Yep. And so I, I, th- I was just thinking about it. And I, I think my Pope style advice is, is, is more of a question, um, back to us that like, I mean, honestly, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for to, to kick in our obedience? Yeah. What are we waiting for? Like you want to be 50, 60, 70 before you feel like you don't actually have any interaction anymore with people. You're not doing much of anything. Now you can nail it. I mean, we, we waste all of our, our, our active where our mind is sharp. Our bodies are working. You can go more than six hours without taking a pill for some reason. And like, I, I just, I don't know what we're waiting for. I mean, you, this, this is the day, this is the hour and this is the minute to look at God's plan and God's obedience and go, I really do trust you with this thing. And so like, 
uh, I, I'm, today's the day I start right now. And we're just going to be obedient to what God says and let it shake out. Like some of the, some of the things that we draw back on and can look back at our lives over the last 10 years and we go, well, that didn't work out very well. You know, it root, it rooted in disobedience somewhere. Yeah. Not that, not that God's, the, the thing is the God's path for you is not going to have its, uh, its rough spots. Right. But like, it just feels like Israel's a classic example, just as we are. It's like we take obedience in this in this mindset where we go, um, yeah, this makes sense for the moment, and then a couple months later, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, you know, like like I, I know there were some times in my recent past where I I was praying my guts out, guts out on the floor, just praying and praying, and it made perfect sense at the time, and right now it doesn't to me, and I don't know why. I don't know what possibly has changed. I watched God do some amazing things and I watched him to redeem some things and be faithful. And now I can't be bothered. Right. As if, well, I put the work in, God responded. Now it's, uh, now we can just let it go again. And like, we just, we let our guard down and we act a fool. And like, we lose all urgency where God has like 10 more, 15 more, a thousand more awesome things he wants to do that we don't even know about because we, we let it go for some reason. Like the fire went out. And so I think that's the Pope style advice here is like, if let's say that you're not, you're not feeling it, you're not feeling like you want to follow through with this thing, or you're not feeling like you want to get down on your knees and pray and, and earnestly, um, seek what God has going on. Uh, that happens to everybody. That's regular, right? Um, but the truth of the matter is you can look back on your, on what you had going and go, God was faithful through this whole thing. Uh, and he's and he's asked for this, and it's almost foolish to deny that you knew any of this had happened in the past. And so, uh, what do you honestly? What are you waiting for? Right? Just just kick it in there and get it done. I don't know, Nathaniel. Have you feel like feel like you ever had that experience where like you know God was asking something either out of scripture or otherwise, uh, but you didn't jump in on it like you probably should have? I think there's probably I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know there's been times like the specific exa- examples where I felt like I needed to say something or talk to a guy and like is tell him something about Jesus and and uh, I I dropped you, the ball. You just couldn't muster up to like do the it. other day. I was I I mean I don't know I don't know if I dropped the ball or not. I don't I don't know how to feel. Uh, but I had some some folks over at my house and we were talking about uh, just religion in general and. I just feel like I did. I didn't do a great job of, uh, you know, explaining where I was coming from, mm. and maybe that's not like the right way of of thinking about it. Like I, I have to make my point, um, but also I, I mean, I feel like I've got to, you know, say something that's that's uh, positive about the Lord. I don't know. You I, said you said Jesus and Buddha are Twinkies, twin no, Twinkies. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said samesies. No. I can remember a specific <laughs> example where um, a guy had, was talking to me. They were talking about adopting, and um, one of the kids they were looking at had like a pretty serious heart condition, and it wasn't looking real positive. You know, like the like the heart condition was a pretty serious one. And he said, um, "Does it make any sense for God to send us over there and and pick up a kid, you know, that's that's just going to have this heart condition their whole life?" And I'm like, "No, that didn't make a whole lot of sense." I mean. I, I don't know. It's it's not jiving to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know that God would work that way. Why would he, why would he do that? What's, what's the game? You know, like it just didn't make any sense to me. I, I basically took it off the table for inefficiency and I didn't see um, how it would plan out. And if it wasn't going to, if they weren't going to adopt the kid and the kid was going to be able to be healed, then what did it matter whether they were in this country or that country? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I completely dismissed it. And to God's glory and my shame, like they adopt the kid and um, the kid is awesome and knows Jesus because they've been adopted by a family that loves Jesus and has a completely different life than they would ever have. And I thought, I mean, it's, it, it, frankly, it's weighed on me for years. I'm like, what a short-sighted fool I was. I didn't, I didn't ask God. I just thought, that doesn't seem very efficient. We really got to take a 15-hour plane ride and spend 10, 15 grand for blah, 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 just to... Whatever, there's people over in that country. I don't understand it. And like, I'm, like I said, it's to my shame that that was my that was my advice. And I thought I'm I'm guilty of this way more than I think. I think if I was to look at my life on a day to day, hour to hour basis, I would be very guilty of trying to put God in an efficient 
uh, box that makes sense to me. Does he right? Does he act like a successful human? Correct. Yeah. Right. Does he act like the best human would? And and it within our own societal structure. And the answer is no, absolutely not. He sees all time and space at one time. Right. He looks at the giant chessboard all at once. And so and and even with people who are struggling with that right now, we're like. Uh, you just flat out disagree with God, and you're like, I don't think, uh, I understand the ways that God is asking me to live, but I don't see how that's going to work out for me right now. You're right, you don't. You have a perspective that is uh, however old you are behind you and one minute in front of you, and that's the best you can muster, mm. right? And God looks at all of your life in one big chunk and can see all of it right now and goes, yeah, I know what you're saying, but like, I took the time to say, this is how I created a world. This is how I designed you to be. And I tuned this world to function that way with you acting this way in it. And that is how you will get uh, all the joy that I have planned for you and all the fruit that you want to see and all the proof you would ever want to know about my existence. And we, we don't do it. We don't do it. And it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind that we don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'll, yeah. So, so like, I guess what, what causes... What causes the break, Nathaniel? Why, why not, uh, why, why not speak, speak clearer, or take the opportunity, Mike? Why not just do the thing that the Scripture calls out? Like, what is the thing that that the holdup is? I agree with Jesus, but I still don't do the thing. Yeah, I think it's. I, I, I mean, I suppose it's different for every situation, but I would say it is not apparent to me that it's going to shake out ah. to whatever my definition of shake out right. is. Okay, that's right. Uh, I know it's the thing to do. I don't see a path in which it produces the fruit that I expect it's designed to do. Yeah, God wants me to talk to people about who he is. And right now, in this conversation, does not feel like the right time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there's sometimes where that is actually true, that it is not the right time. But I would say that uh, the, we're bailing on that conversation uh, way more than, uh, than it's actually true that it wasn't the right time. Yeah, it would be like... Um It'd be like Lot's wife going, I just don't understand how turning around would cause me to become a pillar of salt. I just don't, uh, I don't get that. Yeah. And then you did it and I, oh, it's just kind of the opposite of that. Or like, I, I'm not quite sure I understand how it works out. But like, that's often, that's often where you can like, it's, it's most clear that the hand of God has been there when no human could have looked at this and go, this is definitely how it's going to work out. It's just a series of faithfulnesses and obediences on top of one another and which produces something so that God, like you see God move in such a way that like, you know, that your individual action didn't cause it, but you also recognize that like your faithfulness is was part of it. Got to be part of what was going on. Yes. Uh, and so uh, again, the, the be faithful in the means God will handle the end. So like our, um, we hear, we hear the scripture call for, we say, boy, I think this is going to be rocky. I don't want to, I don't want to do this thing. I, uh, I feel like telling the truth in this situation can cause me roughness. Uh, what does it matter? It's not particularly relevant. The, the, I don't get to determine the outcomes. The, the right response is to say, Hey man, we're going to be faithful in this thing. You're going to, you're going to make the amends where they, where they're necessary. You're going to be, um, I just, th- I just think about past situations like, you know, uh, Something that you've done where, like, hey, you don't want to, what was it, like a tool or something? Like, didn't you have, like, a tool that you had longer than you're supposed to, supposed to go back, and you uh-huh. had to bring it back? And yeah. it's like, boy, like, no one cares about this thing. It's of no consequence. I still got to take it back. Yeah. It is not going to do anything that I think it's supposed to do. But, like, what am I supposed to do? Just take the thing back. Yeah. And so, like, I guess it's it's that kind of thing where, like, if it's if God says it's good, then it's good. And it works. Not, but your notion of what it means for it to work it's not actually even your prerogative. You don't have to care whether it works or not. It yeah. does work. Just walk faithfully in it. And I, I think this holds true, too, uh, for you loudmouths out there, uh, about holding your tongue as well. Right? So, like, uh, we, uh, there's some folks that, like, what you're trying not to be, especially in, like, um, a Nathaniel situation or, or, or a fellow that I was talking to over the weekend, um, sometimes your, your goal is not to fire all guns at once. And try to hit them with the entire gospel and good news right here and now, um, and and then beat them over the head with it, and and make them feel marginalized as if the thing they actually wanted to talk to you didn't matter. Yeah, um, that's not true either. And so, really, I I, I think it, it really it goes back to the prayer thing, right? Like starting your day with dear Father and like involving God in the things that you're doing today, and honestly looking to see where He's going to move, and like, it, I I just I have not seen God's character leave you on your own and go. Uh, yeah, handle this one without me, 
right? God is never short on wanting to get involved and never short. He just, he just gets, he gets involved at the right time with the right ways. And so like just as much as, as we need to do, we need to shirk off the uh, worry of presenting the gospel when it's time or, t- or speaking good news into people's life or encouraging them or complimenting them for heaven's sakes, right? As much as we don't need to be as much afraid of that, we also, we also need to be just as even handed on, uh, you know, loving people well and correctly and maybe not being so fast to smack them over the face with the Bible and go, you, you suck. And this, these mm-hmm. are the reasons why, because that's not what God did for you, mm-hmm. right? He will do that. Like he will refine that through you um, as you as you follow him, and he will call things to you to come to mind and to your heart that says, "Look, this needs to be looked at." Um, but like, you didn't come here out of shame. Like you didn't join God's kingdom out of shame and 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 guilt, right? Like God offered you, said, "Yeah, all that shame and guilt is actually what I'm going to take away." And you go, "That's why I stay." Yeah. Maybe it did even get you in the door, but you ain't staying with that. You ain't gonna follow a God like that because that's not what God's heart, God's heart is for you. And so I guess maybe just to balance that out. Like obedience can both be in your commissioning to do something and your um, omitting to do something else. Yeah, right, right. The, the notion of restraint, which God may be not even calling you to do specifically or to do it in his way. Correct. Okay. Hey, you're listening to Life in the Path. We appreciate you hanging out with us this week so far. Uh, we, I did say we were going to do an advice week, so we're going to do at least one, and then we'll probably cut you loose because the, the show has done tarried longer than I expected. Okay, here we go. Okay, we're ready. Ready? Dear Life from the Path. Uh, over the last couple years, I've become close with someone I was intimately involved with 20 years ago. We had a relatively short but very passionate relationship back then, which she ended for reasons that I'm still not clear about. Mm -hmm. For me, she was the quotes, one that got away. We never really fought and remained friendly over the years. She now has a child she has sole custody of, so we're never really alone. The three of us hang out a lot and take trips together. Problem is, we are not intimate and I haven't expressed feelings for each other. The problem is we are not intimate and haven't expressed feelings for each other. I am, and to some extent have always been, in love with her. I don't want to ruin what we have, but I don't want to be stuck in limbo forever either. What should I do? You should tell her that you love her. That'll straighten us right out. That way you won't be in limbo anymore. I believe you should pray on this and allow the Lord. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know what's, uh, how long have they been dating? Did it say? Last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're talking years, plus like you uh, had, I mean, it sounds like you, sir, were inappropriate <laughs> 20 years ago with this woman. Uh, but I mean, I, I would just go ahead and lay it out on the table here. You're, you're, she's got a kid. Um, you are involved in their lives in a, in a, a way that has an impact on that child. And uh, I, I, I just can't see any way, reason to be in limbo. You've had it given it plenty of time. Hey, man, I love you. I always have. Yeah. And she she goes, I'm sorry, Keith, I just don't feel that way about you. And you say, well, hot dang, I wish I'd gone the other direction. I want you and your kid out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut a rug. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have to do that. I'm just saying, like, uh, the only, it's, it's as simple as if you don't want to be in limbo, freaking make a statement and see what, see, see how the, the cards lie. No, that's true. You're making the choice to, to remain in limbo, right? Like, let's say that you accidentally wandered into limbo land, uh, you can stay there or not stay there. That's your choice, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, that, 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 it kind of goes back to a little bit to what we've been talking about, but, like, you have a lot of choices here, right? Like, a lot of these situations didn't just fall upon you, right? You made some choices to get there, and it's your choice to either live there or not live there. Yeah. So you don't want to be in limbo. Say, look, I, I've been feeling this way about you, and I, just, I really need you to know that, that I'm, I'm interested in more. So do you feel like that's something we could pursue? She goes, no, man, I'm not interested in that at all right now. I hate to ruin the relationship we, with we have. I can't believe you brought this up. Now you've ruined it. And then she'll stop out and be done. But guess where you're not? You're not you're limbo. limbo. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Your relationship wasn't what you thought it was anyway. Yeah. Like, all it did was reveal a reality. It didn't create it. And that's generally true about most, uh, I don't know if I want to say confrontation, but, like, when, when, you, may, when, you, ask, when you ask the key question, uh, and it's possible you may not like the answer, but just remember, the question isn't what caused, the question predicated the answer, but it isn't what caused the reality of the answer. The, yeah, the answer was always the answer. You that, just didn't ask. That's right. You wanted, you want something deeper in the relationship. If you ask her if that's what she wants and she says no, you didn't cause that by asking. That was already true. You just actually just found out about it. And so the, the question still did you a service. And so 
uh, as if we can acknowledge that it's generally good to, to function under a right reality, asking questions that otherwise bring that reality to bear are profitable. And so uh, I think you need to ask that. And then at least you know what you're dealing with. If she says, look, I don't feel that way about you now. I might, but I'm just focused on raising my daughter, and we love to have you around. Great. Then you're going to have to figure out how you want to deal with that. That's up to you. But um, at least you know the, the cards that you've been dealt. Or maybe she says, hey, man, thanks for asking. I love you, too. I was afraid uh, that you didn't love me based upon how I spurned your, uh, your advances 20 years prior. Yeah. But now, but no, I burn for you. <laughs> I burn for you. Nathaniel. Um, yeah, I mean, he said that he doesn't want to ruin what they have, but, uh, he also, it doesn't sound like he likes what he has, so. Yeah. Yeah, does it matter if what you have gets ruined because it's not what you wanted? Exactly. Or, or it's like, it's like saying, uh, if, let's say you have a gluten intolerance and you have, uh, a, 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 a package that is nebulously labeled, which it's not clear whether it's gluten free or not. And, like, you like eating the cookies, but you know that this is, may not be good for you because you have a gluten-free and uh, a gluten intolerance. And so it's like not wanting to know whether there's actually got gluten in it or not. Yeah. That's a mistake. Yeah. You might as well know. Yeah, it's best Plus to you're going to find out. Yeah, you're going to find out eventually, and you might as well know that. Right. You don't want to wait till you get to the end of the cookies, and then you got the tummies for, for two weeks. Yeah, and you also don't want to keep up this, this, this relationship for another 10 years only to find out. Right, like, like uh, two years is plenty of time to be able to say, "Look, this is what I'm interested in. This is yeah. how I'd like to pursue." And like, yeah, I think you just come out with it. Yeah. All right. Segular says, "It may not be an accident that the woman hasn't found a babysitter, so you can spend some adult time together." After quotes a couple of years, it's time for an honest discussion about why she ended your relationship the first time around. I think about that. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe he's got warts, or a, a really outy belly button, which is hard to look at. <laughs> Uh, express how you feel about her if she doesn't already know and ask whether your feelings are reciprocated. If they aren't, you need to adjust to the fact that you are in the friend zone. That's true. I mean, you can continue the relationship as it sits even if she's not interested and at least you'll know, right? If you like spending time with her and the kid, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you should stop doing that. Uh, just saying that, that like, you know that uh, you shouldn't be getting your hopes up or think that there's more to it. There's really zero reason not to a- ask the question. I mean, it seems kind of weird, though, you know, like, I like hanging out with you and your kid. Uh, also, I'm in love you, with you, but you don't feel the same way. Let's keep hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just fine. That all sounds like righteous stuff that you should just uh, have right at it and ask. Hmm. Okay, that's it. Oh, I, tr- I tried to key up some tunes instead of we got an ad. This is what we get for not paying for the Spotify. Here's the deal. We don't do a Patreon or anything, so no one contributes to the show. I use the free Spotify. I, we're going to cut it off that. So, I, hey, thanks for hanging out with the show with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. If you got feedback for us, uh, is there anything offensive we should have said that should call particular attention to? No. No, we're doing it. Hey, if you're interested in this Sparta challenge, let us know. Uh, I bet Nathaniel would, would be willing to share out a, uh, an edited version of the spreadsheet that uh, removes the uh, names and, and uh, physical characteristics of the fellows involved and yeah. uh, allows you to use this spreadsheet for your own good. So if, you, if you're interested in that... Uh, working on a workbook. Forty nine ninety nine. Holy cow, never mind. <laughs> I, I will borrow it in good faith as a friend, and then I'll shill it out to you for free. Hey, listen, before we leave, yeah. Grace and I were talking about this over the weekend. Yeah. That, you remember we had a show, maybe it was a couple, three years ago, we were talking about that Jonah might actually be Aquaman. Nope. <laughs> so sure Aquaman know. was played by Jason Momoa. Yes. So it would be Jonah Momoa. Why are you saying Jonah Momoa? <laughs> because because Aquaman, if Aquaman is Jonah and is played by Jason Momoa. But it, why, why do we think Aquaman is Jonah? Because, because he survived, the, he survived the down there in the, with the fish. Oh. We, we spent time on this on the show? Yeah, yeah. It was from 2017. I just happened to catch it last week. I was listening. I'm like, we legit had a 15-minute conversation about it's possible that Jonah was, uh, like, both metaphorically, uh, eaten by this fish, or uh, was given Aquaman-type skills and then survived, but it was a metaphor of fish. 
Jonah Momoa. I just told you. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Uh, okay, why don't you give us a call? Like, there's, you got to have something you have to comment on. Uh, use the Bob Eisenhower uh, complete line. It's 515-517-0085. And that's call or text. You can shoot us a text message. 515-517-0085. Put that in your phone right now and store it in there. That way, as you're listening to the show and you hear something of offense or that you're particularly jazzed about, you just shoot us a text message and go, heck yeah. And you don't even have to tell us what it's about. We'll just take it as a general compliment and apply it to wherever we felt like things were good. Yeah, like and, you should send a text that says Jonah Momoa with an exclamation point and we'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, yeah, that makes us happy. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you for hanging out with the show. We do appreciate it. And uh, I think we'll be back next week. We'll see how the, how the train runs. In the meantime, be faithful means God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path. 